This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. That's right. I hope you enjoy the show. The best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, that is. Today's show comes from October 20, 2010. First up, Pitmaster Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew. Joe Beeland is in. Joe is about to step off and head over to the Jack for the first time. Second segment today, great guest, Teddy Reader, my favorite, my favorite, I was going to say my favorite Canadian, but he's just one of my favorites, period. He's going to talk a little cold weather grilling, a little Halloween, sounds like he's going to Mexico, a lot going on, let's get to it. Here's Greg and Joe Beeland from October the 20th, 2010. All right, my first guest tonight is heading down to the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off, literally, where he will be giving it a go for the very first time this coming weekend. They are currently ranked 12th overall for the KCBS points race this year. Hails from a state that is quickly becoming known as one of the newest hotbeds of competition barbecue. So let's go ahead and race over to the phone. Punch up pitmaster of Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew, Joe Beeland. Joe, how are you tonight, buddy? Greg, Greg, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Joe, got a lot of uh, things to cover here during the segment, so let's go ahead and get right at it. As I had mentioned there in the open, you're headed down to Jack Daniels, but perhaps for the people that might not be as intimately familiar with you guys as some of the other guys on the competition barbecue circuit, where's the background and how you get into this whole competition barbecue scene, Joe? Oh, great. We're, uh, we're actually sitting at a truck stop in Nashville, so we're about uh, about an hour out. Been on the road about 12 hours, so it's been, uh, been a long day, but it's been a great day. We're, uh, we're excited to ready to get rolling. We've, uh, we started cooking several years ago. We, uh, you know, a bunch of our friends bought campers, so we had to follow along with that, bought a camper, and about uh, one day of uh, sitting around the campsite, I decided, you know what, I can't do this much longer without something else to do. So ran up town, bought a smoker, and uh, that's kind of where it all started. Uh, cooking for friends and family, and they had a lot, ate a lot of mediocre barbecue uh, along the way, and uh, thought, thought we got pretty good at it. Uh, um, so we we entered a backyard competition in the fall of 2008, and uh, the guys who cook with me pretty regularly say, oh, "Okay, if we do well here. You've got to enter a, a real competition if if we do well." So we we won that competition, that backyard competition, and uh, we entered two KCBS contests yet that fall, and and kind of took off from there. Created an animal and. Uh, it's grown from there. We cooked uh, 16 contests last year, and, and this weekend will be uh, the Jack will be the last of our events this year, and it'll be number uh, 21, I believe, for 2010. Ah, so a decent amount this year. We're talking with Joe Beelan, Tippecanoe Barbecue Pitmaster. Joe, I'm always fascinated by team names. Where does Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew stem from? Well, when we uh, when we first started this, we were struggling coming up with a name, and and I wanted to do something a little different. And uh, our our oldest daughter, and, and nobody remembers the story, but her nickname for a long time when she was uh, when she was young was uh, was Tippy Canoe. We called her some version of, of Tippy Canoe or Tippy or something along those lines. So Tippy Canoe is my uh, is my daughter. So if you see us along the contest trail, uh, I'm not Tippy. That would be uh, that would be the, the the pretty teenager walking around with me. There you go, uh, Joe. What are you guys cooking on right now? 
I work with it on backwoods, uh, backwoods smokers. That's uh, really the first real smoker I had after experimenting with with some of the the Menards and the Walmart brands. Uh, was a backwoods party, and we've stuck with that. I've got a, a backwoods party I cook chicken on, and we're cooking the, the three other meats uh, on a backwoods fat boy uh, with the, with the guru. So uh, love the cookers, love the guru. Uh, you know, really do a great job for us. Joe Beelan is my guest. Joe, how did you guys actually qualify for the Jack this year? Well, we uh, we were taking a family vacation. My sister lives in California. We're in, in north central Iowa. My sister lives out in, in Los Angeles, and we decided that uh, we'd, we'd go see her and, and do the, the great American family uh, road trip, load up the kids, and then head across the country. And, and about the time my wife got that planned for the week, and we took our time off work, I happened to look at the KCBS website and saw there was an event in near Salt Lake City, Utah, on the weekend, we'd be coming home. And I looked at the map, and it was 60 miles out of the way to, to stop in, in Salt Lake City and cook this contest. And I uh, did, did a little more research, figured out it was the only state championship contest in Utah oh. uh, in 2010. Uh, so it was going to be an automatic to the jack. Um, couldn't pass up the opportunity. Uh, put a couple posts out on the, the barbecue brethren, and uh, about 18 hours later, I had all the equipment I needed. Um Stopped in on the way home from vacation on borrowed equipment and uh, was fortunate to come out of there with a win. Wow, awesome. Joe Beelan of Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew joining us here on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Joe, as a team who has been having a very good year as you guys have, you were, uh, what's your mindset for the Jack Daniels? you cooking like you would normally on any given weekend or do you change it up because of how diverse the judging tents palettes are going to be? You know, we're going to take the advice of, of everybody I've talked to, and we're going to cook what, what got us here. And uh, we've uh, we, we've been on quite a run. Uh, you know, we won five contests since June 1st, finished out of the top five, I think, three times uh, out of our last 16 events. So we're going to we're, we're going to we're going to cook what brought us, um, and then see how that brings us. Obviously, the one difference would be the the white meat chicken. Now, I don't normally cook white meat chicken, so uh, we're going to do we're going to do breast, boneless, skinless breast, and uh, head them up and and see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I've given out a lot of thought of, about changing stuff up, and, and uh, we're just, we're decided not to do that. We cook in a pretty diverse area, and we, we cooked in uh, at least seven states this year. So, uh, granted, all in the Midwest, um, but we did smoke on the water in Little Rock this spring, and, and kind of saw how our stuff did down there, and, and uh, other than the category we wrecked, <laughs> uh, we did pretty well there. So I think we're going we're gonna to stick with what we got. Joe Beelan joining us. You kind of dovetailed nicely into the white meat question that I had for you. Said you're going to go with the white meat breast. Anything that you're going to do special strategy-wise to keep it as moist as possible for the judges to sample? Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're going to undercook it, quite frankly. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to make sure it's safe to eat, make sure it's, it's done. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I've been practicing white meat chicken. I'm quite frankly very tired of eating it. But uh, we've been practicing it quite a bit. And, and I think I've got a system down. Uh, to, uh, we're going to brine it uh, to make sure we get some moisture in it and some flavor in it. And uh, we're going to pull it fairly early, uh, slice it up, keep it together in the box as the plan um, so we can you know, keep as much heat uh, in it as possible. And we've done, done a lot of practicing with uh, cutting up chicken breast and, and throwing them in a box and let them sit on the counter for 15 minutes and then dive in and eat. And, and uh, I, feel, I feel okay about, uh, about what we're going to do there. In fact, uh, I've threatened a couple times over the last month uh, to throw a little white meat in some of our uh, some of our boxes as uh, we've been practicing the competition, so we'll see what happens. 
You know, Joe, I've heard from a lot of teams that go down for the first time that it's very easy to get caught up in a lot of the goings-on down there in Lynchburg, which can lead to your schedule getting compromised when it comes to the prep work. Have you made any special plans to guard against that? Um, one of the, you know, one of the things that, uh, maybe not intentionally, but one of the things we're going to have going on, I'm going to have half of the town of St. Ansgar, Iowa with me. And I'm going to have to, if nothing else, we'll have the largest, uh, cheering section. We're going to have something close to 19 people, um, come and go throughout the weekend. Uh, so I'm going to let them do a lot of that stuff. And that's kind of been my plan. Kind of what I'm, what, uh, what I've got in mind is I'm going to get up early Friday and, and prep. Um, like I normally do, I like to get to a contest early anyway. So I'll, obviously we'll be there. But we're gonna we're gonna get up early, get the prep done, uh, so I can partake in some of the stuff Friday afternoon. But for the most part, I'm gonna gonna let some of my some of my guests do do some of those extra activities and, and enjoy that part of it. And uh, I'm gonna try to focus uh, on cooking while having a, a fun time and, and taking it all in at the same time. But I, I think you're right; that'll be a good balance. A lot a lot of new teams there this year, and I think that'll be something that uh, everybody's gonna have to keep in mind. Joe Beeland of Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew joining us here on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Uh, Joe, there seems to be that recurring conversation amongst some pitmasters as to what event they would rather win during the course of a calendar year or perhaps even during their barbecue career, the American Royal Invitational or the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cookoff. Which one, aside from, I mean, which one aside from both, do you think is best to get as the win in your career as you? do this whole competition cooking thing, the Invitational or the Jack Daniels? I think, um, you know, and again, I, I'm fairly new to this game, but uh, from what I've been around with the last couple of years and the research I've done, and just me personally, it, it's the Jacks. It's, uh, that's the end-all, be-all, the granddaddy. Uh, that's the one. It's hard to get into. Um, in my opinion, it's the most prestigious event, whether it should be or not. I guess it's up for discussion, but uh, I think it is right now, and that's the one that's on uh, on my radar. You know, we were we were reserve uh, grand champs uh, two weeks ago in the, in the American Oil Invitational, and, and while that felt great, and that was uh, that was quite an accomplishment, certainly our biggest uh, uh, biggest accomplishment as a barbecue team. Um, this weekend would uh, would certainly erase all those memories. I think just from uh, from the way I've got to play it out in my mind, anyway. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john j o n at the bbq central show dot com. What a nice guy Joe Beeland is. Just seems like a nice guy, doesn't he? Hey, before we get to the second segment, going to ask you a favor. Subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show on your favorite social media platform. It is slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, at BBQ Central Show over on Instagram and Twitter. Very much appreciate the follow. That said, let's get right to Teddy Reader and Greg Rempe from October the 20th, 2010. over to the hotline and welcome in from the Windy City as we uh, find him here, Ted Reeder. Ted, how are you tonight, buddy? Good. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing excellent, Ted. How are things in the Windy City of Chicago? I am in Chicago. I'm sitting in a restaurant with a good buddy of mine, uh, Bradley, and we were eating at a restaurant called Ria and uh, just getting ready to sit down to have some dinner. So I'm pretty happy. Can't uh, complain for Wednesday night in the Windy City. Nothing says getting ready for a great dinner like taking time out to contribute to the Barbecue Central radio show, right? 
<laughs> I like my good friends in the world of barbecue. Hey, that's right. Okay, Ted, a couple things that we wanted to talk about here tonight before we uh, cut you loose to go to dinner is, of course, for those of us that are out there that actually experience the uh, thermal changes during the course of the year, we have these things called seasons. And a lot of people might think that the barbecue and grilling season has come to an end and they're actually looking to shut down and store the grills or barbecue. So for those people that want to do that, and aside from being completely ignorant and we'll make fun of them later, any tips on how to properly shut it down until maybe the spring next year? Well, I actually want to make fun of them now because you should never (laughs) shut down your grills and your smokers for the winter. I mean, it's just foolish people do that. I mean, how can you not want to have a grilled steak or some smoked pork shoulders, some smoked ribs or a brisket that's been smoked for 24 hours in the winter? I mean, barbecue is a passion and we never, if you are a diehard barbecue lover, you don't shut them down. If you do want to shut them down, the first thing you got to do is you got to clean them inside and out. Clean them right down, cover them up, tie it tight, keep them dry, keep the moisture and the humidity out of those grills and smokers. That's what you got to do. But the bottom line is it's a lot easier to keep them fired up and get out there. Put some long johns on, wear a tooth, get some gloves, put on a couple layers of clothing and get out in your backyard and fire it up. That's what it's all about. There is no shutting down in the world of barbecue. We are 365, 24-7, every day, in and out, fire it up, get it hot, smoke it up, and enjoy it. Ted Reeder joining us here on the show. Ted, so that kind of dovetails nicely into the next question, which is for those of us that actually do it year-round and are going to be heading into winter season here over the next four, five, six months, depending on where you're at, cold weather grilling and barbecue tips, and I believe you just mentioned one with a layering of the clothing as you're out there, but what are some other things we might want to keep in mind as the colder weather approaches? Well, for what I do, because I, I'm based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and we get some pretty cold winters in the, in the city of Toronto, um, I actually tent my backyard. I put a 500-square-foot tent over part of the backyard that keeps the snow off of my grills and my smokers so that it makes it just a little bit easier for me over the, over the season to get out there and cook. And I just want to keep the snow off because the snow becomes a big deterrent. You see everything covered in snow. You don't want to deal with it. So I put up a tent, and I don't have to deal with the snow. I go out there at any time. I put some heaters in my tent, some propane heaters, so that it keeps me a little bit warmer. But I've decked out my garage, which is right off the back of my my, uh, patio, where all my grills and smokers are. And in my garage, I got a couch. I got my beer fridge. I got my draft fridge. I got a flat screen TV and a DVD player. I've got everything that needs to be in there to make my life nice and simple. I got the music blaring and I got the food cooking. And that's what you need to keep is get it organized so that you make it nice and simple. When you're going to cook things, you want to be organized. And when you're cooking in the winter, Keeping yourself nice and simple is the most important thing. Get it done fast and keep yourself warm. Also, propane heaters, electric heaters in your garage will keep you nice and warm. But never, ever, ever, ever smoke or grill indoors. Dangerous, you'll kill yourself. Carbon monoxide has been known to kill people, I've heard. Yeah, it's one of those things you just (laughs) got to stay away from. 
Now, what do you have? Do you or are there any things in specific that one would need to keep in mind, especially not so much with the propane, but with charcoal and colder weather? Uh, one thing is making sure that your charcoal stays dry. Uh, you don't want to have any uh, humidity or, or moisture getting into that charcoal, which will take a lot longer for it to get up to temperature and burn. So uh, I keep my charcoal. Actually, I move my my charcoal into my basement where it stays nice. It's at a nice level temperature, and I'm not dealing with the cold. And then when I put it in my charcoal chimneys, I get a nice fire burning nice and quick and hot, and then it's just going from there. You need to regulate. You may have to check that, uh, that fuel source and add more charcoal as you need throughout the winters because of the cold. It may burn down a little bit faster. Um, but bottom line is keep it dry. It's going to burn just fine in the wintertime. Ted Reader joining us here on the show. TedReader.com is his website. You can check out all the products that he has to offer, and there are uh, quite a bit of products out there, so be sure to check that website out. Ted, we have Halloween coming up here in roughly a week and a half time. Any particular recipes that you fancy for this particular time? Do they even have Halloween up in Canada, for crying out loud? Oh, yeah, we have Halloween, but actually this I'm going to be in Mexico, so we're going to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be doing while I'm sitting on the beach in Playa del Carmen, relaxing on the sand and having some fun uh, with my family, because it's quite important, you know, that you take a bit of a vacation and rejuvenate. So for this year's Halloween, while I'll be in Mexico, one, it will be a tequila night. Uh, We're going to put aside my favorite friend called Jack Daniels, who I truly, truly love and believe is the (laughs) best beverage on the face of the earth. But I'm going to switch it up for the time that I'm in in Playa in Mexico and strictly drink 100% agave tequila. Now, I don't believe in margaritas. I believe in just straight shots of tequila because it goes straight through the system and gets you feeling good. Now, we do do candy, and you know I've planked Twinkies in the past. Right. But while in Mexico, okay, there's some sweet things that you want to do. But I'm going to base things around avocado. And I'm going to take some avocados and cut them in half. I'm going to stuff them with crab and shrimp and Caribbean-style lobster. And I'm going to bake them on the grill. And I'm going to dive in, and that avocado is going to be moist and creamy and hot and just sweet. And I tell you, avocado as an aphrodisiac, the sex will be unbelievable on top of that all. Sex therapist. So once you get into that, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's right. Sex therapist Ted Reeder joining us here on the show. So uh, any other uh, like uh, southern Mexican-type recipes that uh, you can uh, share with us that you might be getting into while you're down there? Well, I'm, I'm going to be focusing on a lot of uh, – I've been to Mexico a few times, and I've enjoyed – and then what I like is the fresh seafood. I love my chili and my hot sauce. In fact, this past week I was canning at home, and I'd smoked off a, a half a bushel of red jalapenos, made my own chipotles, and then I took maple syrup, Canadian maple syrup, by the way, straight from the province of the Belle Province of Quebec, and I made a maple chipotle barbecue sauce that is absolutely wicked. Now, this is not available online. This is just something that I make for friends and family. And, and Greg, you're going to have to send me your address, and I'll send you down a jar of this barbecue sauce that's made from the jalapenos that is actually a concentrate. You pour this in, you add a few things to it, some ingredients, and you twist it and you change it, and you make it into what you want it to be. 
but it is a barbecue base. And I'm going to take those treats and I'm going to take them with me to Mexico and I'm just going to cook what's fresh, what's local, and what comes to mind. And there's no plan. It's freewheeling and I'm going to go with the way of the agave and the tequila. There you go. And I'm going to get you my address, ASAFP. And again, this is Ted Reader. TedReader.com is his website. Ted, I appreciate you taking time out for the show tonight. I'll turn you loose and go have that dinner and we'll talk to you again next month. Thank you, Greg. Everybody out there, just make sure that when you're grilling, when you're barbecuing, you're having a super great time. And take it easy. Low and slow is the way to go, and a shot of Jack just makes it go even better. All right, Dad. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he is. Uh, What can you say about that guy? He's a beauty. He's a classic. I'm going to have Ted Reader Hour coming up here in a future show. You can guarantee it. Love Ted Reader. That guy's going to be making... I found that avocado is one of the coolest things ever. If I can get avocado in something, I'm going to do it. My wife makes an avocado compound butter that we make aside with our steak. And it's freaking fantastic. There you go. There's Teddy Reader right after Joe Beelan. Get yourself a toque. That's a hat, by the way. Warm hat. Typically a knitted hat, I believe. We don't have toques here. We're very close to Canada, but we don't have we don't have any we don't have any toques. I'm gonna get a toque. I'm gonna send Teddy right reader an email and go, hey, what kind of toque should I buy? Keep grilling. There's no off season. Follow the Barbecue Central show on social media. There is no off season. No off season of barbecue and grilling. All right, I'm rambling. I'm gonna jump out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.